when thinking of a title, I always try to find a title. And the title was God's Way to Change Our Environment. It's like, well, how can we change our environment? <laughs> so we have a lot to do with the environment or that space around about us. And that is because of the decisions that we make and the words that we speak. We can have a peaceful environment, no matter what we're going through, or we can have a chaotic environment. And, uh, you know, sometimes we feel like, well, I can't help what's happening to me. I can't help what's going on. This just, life is just happening to me. But there are certain things that for true, we have no control over. There's, you know, what family we're born in. We can't choose that. You know, what nationality we are or what race we are. We have no choice over that. And uh, what we look like, for the most part, we try to change it, but basically, we look like we look. <laughs> I like what Brother H Hagen said. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to put a little paint on the barn. And so <laughs> when we women like to put makeup on, it helps the old barn. <laughs> That's what I just love that. And there, it always stuck with me what he said there. <laughs> uh, and anyway, you know, there's certain tendencies that we have. And, we can try to improve on those, but basically we are who we are. And uh, we can't help it when we, there's things that happen in our lives that we just have to deal with. You know, like we've said, there's a lot of people dealing with death and loss right now. So uh, that's not something that we have a choice about. What we can control is how we react to situations. We, how we react to what life deals out to us, so to speak. And we can make a difference by what choices we make. And I've learned that by experience over the years, <laughs> many years now as I tried along. We have choices to make. And believe you me, as young as you are, you might think, oh, it doesn't really matter. The things you make, the choices that you make all along your life is going to affect your outcome. And if you start out with God helping you, it's going to make a big difference in your life. Because... No matter what, God is with you, but there's still consequences to the choices that we make. We live in a fallen world, and until Jesus comes back for us, we're going to have to sometimes deal with those choices that we made. <laughs> but we want to hear what God's Word says about it, right? All right. So the first verse we're going to look at 
me see here. I got to get the right page here because I want to make sure I've got the scriptures to read. That one back there is kind of small <laughs> for me. But the first one is Proverbs 18.21. And I know a lot of you already know this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So, well, that's an interesting verse. The power of the tongue. So what does a tongue do? It has a voice, right? We speak. So it's really the power of our voice. What are we saying? What are we doing? And when we read it, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Well, what is it? Well, it goes back to power, the power of the tongue. Our tongue has power. And the things that we say, the things that we speak, can create death or life. Death or life. The life I wanted to mention about in the Greek, in the New Testament, there are three different types of life. And I hope I pronounce these right. If I don't, somebody can help me. But bios is the physical life that we have, this life that we have here. And this is not an eternal life. This is temporary. And uh, that word for life, you, one scripture reference is Luke 8, 18. If you're writing down anything, you can. But uh, we're not turning to those. <laughs> The second one is, uh, see if I can say this. Okay, somebody help me. P-S-U-C-H-E. Psych? Psyche? Anyway, it's where psychology and all those words come from. It means soul life. And we can see a description of that in Matthew 16, 25. Then what I really want to focus on today is Zoe, which is eternal life or the divine life of God. Amen? Yeah, there are, uh, it, you find that in John 1, 4 is one of the scriptures, but you also find it in this Proverbs 18, 21. The life that they're talking about is actually God's life, the life of God. In other words, we can speak death or we can speak life. Death and life are extreme polars, right? Death is way over here. <clears throat> life is way over here, okay? And uh, since death came into being, uh, even though we live in this physical life, it's kind of 
controlled by death because you see yourselves, you know, we get older, right? We don't stay young. A, a flower, it will die if you pick it, if it doesn't have its source. So we're talking about eternal life, though. What's on the inside of us? Okay? Well, we want to turn to Romans 10, 9 and 10. That's a real famous one that we all should know if you're born again. <laughs> Romans 10, 9 and 10, and we're going to read it from the New Living Translation. I'm going to have a lot of verses from this because it just really pops out at you. <laughs> So Romans 10, 9, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So we know that um, once Satan got involved in things, that death entered into this world. And we are born under this realm of death. And so um, in order to change that, to change our leadership, you might say, to change who we are following after, we have to do what Romans 10, 9, and 10 says. We have to believe in our heart. <clears throat> it doesn't make any difference if you just say some words and you're not believing it, right? Anybody can parrot a response. And it doesn't make a difference. You're not changed inside. You can... Say, oh, I'm going to say the sinner's prayer just so I can get them off my back. Uh, you know, then they'll think that I'm saved. Well, God looks at the heart, right? And he looks in there, and he's, he knows if you're believing what you're saying. But if you believe in your heart that God sent his son Jesus to pay the price. We were guilty, but Jesus came and took our place. If we believe that and that God came and raised him from the dead, well, that stretches some people's imagination. I mean, sure, sure, God raised him from the dead. But that's what the scripture says. And you have to believe that in your heart. Otherwise, our religion is in vain. There's no point. We might as well go and live it up because there's nothing after this. But that's not true. When we allow God to change our heart, he deposits into us eternal life. That's called zoe. Zoe is eternal life, the God kind of life. No longer are we the same 
as everybody else. No longer are we like an animal. No. We have the life of God inside of us. And that life of God can give us power to do anything we need to do. When he tells us he gives you a job to do, he tells you what to do, he empowers you through that life of God that is put into your heart. And your heart's not the same. You can go into circumstances that you used to go and you will not feel comfortable because uh, I'm different. I don't know. It's just something there. It doesn't have the same pull on me that it used to have. So believing plus speaking gives power. You know, everybody you know, in this natural world, want some kind of power. If you look at the leadership around the world, what are they after? Power. They want power. How do they get a whole nation, a whole situation, how do they get it to change? By the power of the tongue. What they say. They take it, they write it down, Somebody else repeats it, and the whole world. I mean, you can change a whole nation, a whole belief system by the power of the tongue. And we have a choice. Are we going to give life? Are we going to speak death? So where, how come we have this kind of power? Where does it come from? So I want to go right back to the very beginning of the Bible. Where does it all start? Genesis 1, verse 3 to 5 in the King James Version. And we know this is the creation of time that we know it as. And here we see God. He, he has nothing out there to work with, right? So he starts speaking. In verse 3, God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. So here God is speaking. There's power in what he says. And creation took place. You can read all this chapter and you can see creation taking place because God is speaking. He's saying something. He's speaking life into things. His life is producing things and it's making a difference. There was nothing but darkness out there. And he spoke light. And all of a sudden, you could see. You could see things around you, things that you never saw before. That's the first thing he created was light. And that comes from him because the sun and the moon weren't even created yet. 
Amen. You can read down through that chapter and read more about the creation, but I want us to jump down to verses 26 through 28. Then God said, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. The image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God created man in his image, right? So we are made in the likeness of God. This is where we get the power of our voice. Because God spoke and things happened. We are in his image. So when we speak, things happen. We can speak death to a situation, or we can speak life to a situation. Notice in this verses here that God did not say we were supposed to have dominion over other people. It doesn't say it there. But we know the story how Eve was deceived, and Adam went right along with it. And so Satan took control, right? He took dominion. In other words, he's the God of this world that we live in now because man gave up his right. God meant for man to live forever, eternally. He meant for Everything that he, per, he spoke into being, it was made with the life of God. It lives forever. There's no death in the life of God. So um, once Satan came along, then he distorted that. He distorted the life of God, and death was created. You know, God had forewarned Adam and Eve, he said, the day that you eat it, this fruit from this tree, you're going to die. In other words, death is going to happen. Well, you know, if you were looking at them in the natural, you would think, well, they didn't die the same day. Because we're thinking in the natural, in this natural life. But something happened on the inside of them. No longer did they have that God kind of life, the eternal life. All of a sudden, they were afraid to be near God. 
all of a sudden they wanted to hide. And so God had to woo them back, woo them back. And God had to make a sacrifice by sending his own son, Jesus, to take our place so that we could get back that eternal life. God raised Jesus from the dead, from the depths of hell. You, you can read the story. Jesus was actually in hell, and God had to raise him out of that. He had to break the bonds of death and bring Jesus out. That's the greatest miracle that could possibly be. And then he gave Jesus the power to... to Give that eternal life to each and every one of us. The whole world could be saved. The whole world could have eternal life if they wanted it. But if you remember back in the beginning, God gave man a choice. So that choice has everything to do. Our choices involve how we live. What, what's going to happen in our life by the choices that we make along the way? And we think, oh, that's just a little thing. But you don't know the outcome. So everything, we should allow God to speak to us. And, and we need to take that life of God, you know, accept him, let him change our hearts. Let us have that Zoe life inside of us so that we can speak things, speak things into our surroundings, speak things to our body, speak things to life rather than death. And if you're wondering, well, okay, who am I letting rule? Okay, we still live in this natural world. So we've got Satan ruling this natural world. Our physical bodies are living here in this natural world. So what are we going to let rule us? We have to look down inside, right? We have to let the power of Almighty God speak through us and make differences. I'm going to read those verses again. In the New Living Translation, Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. 
That's God's purpose for us here on this earth, to take care of what he made and, and gave to us. And like I said, it doesn't say in there that we're to, be, to rule or have dominion over other people. So I want to read the verses in Matthew 20, 25 to 28 in the New Living Translation. Now in this uh, scripture, this setting, the disciples were kind of arguing over who's got position. Yeah, everybody wants to have a better position than the next, you know. So they were wanting to, to rule, and well, the other disciples weren't too happy with the ones that were saying that. Do you blame them? <laughs> so Jesus said this. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over the those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. So that's how God sets it up. God is our leader. God is our director. You know, there's a difference between uh, just taking control and taking charge of a situation and being a dictator, right? A dictator doesn't give you choices. But a good leader thinks of everybody that he's trying to lead and what he does. He's looking for the best in everyone. He's, see, he's searching for answers that will benefit everyone. And he's not lording it over them like a dictator does. So we talked about how a ruler or a dictator will go and they'll try to control masses of people by what they speak, what they say. But what they're controlling from is death. They're not giving freedom and life to people. They may promise that. They may say, oh, this is what, if you follow me, I mean, we're going to take care of you. We're going to do this and this and this and this for you. But they don't tell you that you're going to have to give up all your rights to me and us for, in order for us to do that for you. But God made us unique. And the fact that we have the right to be able to control our environment. And you know that even in these situations where you have rulers that are trying to take control over that, they still can't control what you're thinking and what you're really doing inside. They have to get you to give up your choice, to give up 
your rights in order for them to control you. But God is saying, come to me. Let me help you. I will help you. And he, he still does not take away your choice. He still... Did you know that even as a born-again Christian, you can still speak death into your situations? You can speak life or you can speak death. God gives us that ability. But we want to speak life, don't we? God gives us that ability to reach down inside of us and pull up the life of God that's in us. It's there. Sometimes we just have to stir it up and look and, okay, Lord, I know you're in there. Okay, help me, Lord. I need help. We don't have to travel somewhere. He's right inside if we've made him Lord of our life. John 5, 24 to 29. This is in the NLT. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. This is Jesus talking. He says... If you listen to my message, you listen to my words, there's life, there's power in my words. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. And I assure you that the time is coming, indeed is here now, when the dead will hear my voice the voice of the Son of God. Those who listen will live. The Father has life in himself, and he is granted that same life-giving power to his Son. And he has given him authority to judge everyone because he is the Son of Man. Don't be so surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all of the dead in their graves will hear the voice of the Son of God and they will rise again. Those who, who have done good or accepted God will rise to experience eternal life. And those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. And then we want to read Second Peter Chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 in the NLT. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. That means us, doesn't it? This faith was given to you because of the just the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, 
God has given us everything we need, everything that we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. God has made a way for us through Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Now, I told you that this is in two parts. So this is basically the end of today, but I just want to go over the fact with you that we can change our environment. Not by speaking quickly when somebody says something. Not by responding in a negative way to something. But think of the sign, I don't know if they still have it, the railroad crossings says stop, look, and listen. So before we respond to what somebody says to us or to the circumstances that have happened to us, before we react, we can stop. We can look into the word of God and see what it says. Or we can remember what we've put in our hearts from the word of God. And then we can listen to what God says. What does God say for this situation? You know, it's not just one way for everything and every person. God will speak individually to you. He will tell you. He will show you. He gives you the power to hear his voice and the power to speak words of life. So remember in Proverbs that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you can choose, you can love life and speak life. Listen to what you're saying over things. Listen to what you say. I know I sometimes am not always good at this. And I have to stop and think, what am I saying over my situation? God help me not to speak death into my life not to speak death over situation or over people, but to speak life, to give life into that circumstances, that situation. So we will speak life to our body, speak life into our situation, and into our environment. 